Welcome to this episode of Ask the Guitar Coach, the only podcast where you get answers to all your guitar-related questions. If you're interested in developing your guitar skills and reaching your music goals, please send me an email at the email address ioannis at ioannis.org. That is I-O-A-N-N-I-S at I-O-A-N-N-I-S.org so that I can let you know about all the different packages of Elite Guitar Coaching and how you can get private coaching by me. Without further ado, let's go to our question for the day. The top five things I wish I learned during my first years of playing guitar. So here are five things I really, really, really wish I knew uh, when I first started playing guitar, hopefully throughout the first year. I obviously didn't know them at the time. Nobody was around who was knowledgeable enough to tell these things to me. And maybe it's also likely that someone might have pointed one or two of those things and I just chose in the (laughs) infinite wisdom of youth to ignore those, this advice. In any way, it's never too late. Maybe I can help you uh, not make the same mistakes. So let's get started with number one. Number one, how to hold the guitar properly and why. There are several aspects of that, but I will probably say something that it's not very intuitive. And this is the following. If you have your guitar and you lift your left hand, Look, take it away. The guitar should not move at all. This, so if I'm playing here and I just take my left hand away, the guitar should not move at all. If I'm playing and I stop playing, the guitar doesn't move at all. Now let's take a little bet. Just start recording yourself, like videotaping yourself, and do the same thing that I did. Just play something, whatever you want, and then just remove your left hand. Chances are your guitar is going to move a little bit. However, this little bit adds up. Every time you start playing, you stop playing a note, you start playing, you stop playing, the guitar moves a little bit, and this creates an, um, a difficulty in your playing to, to know where you are at each point technically. This is a technical problem. So, basically, the first thing I would uh, make sure is I would be able to balance the guitar without the left hand at all. You'll see many people playing like that and they're holding the guitar right here. And this is because they never learn how to balance it. So if the guitar goes like this, they have to balance it with the left hand. And this creates a problem throughout their whole playing career because of something they didn't learn to do in the very, very beginning. So having said that, let's go to number two. Now, number two has to do with left hand positioning. And uh, I get a lot of, uh, you know, comments about this thing, about how I'm very strict about left hand and people telling me, oh, this is not classical guitar and everything. And I, I totally understand it. I get where you're coming from. And I agree this is not classical guitar and uh, another thing I hear all the time is, oh, this so-and-so great player plays with his hand crooked. And I totally understand that, but just because someone who's a really good player does something doesn't mean that he's doing everything perfectly, okay? Many cases, really good, really talented players 
have good results in spite of the mistakes they make in their technique, not because of the mistakes that they make in their technique. So what constitutes good technique of the left hand? I, I will keep it very, very simple and very, very clear. And this has to do with how your hand falls on the neck. Let me illustrate. When you're playing, you should follow two rules. This is, doesn't have to do with bending or vibrato. I'm talking about when you're playing straight, straight notes, okay? Regular notes. Your fingers should be almost perpendicular whenever you're moving. Look, the hands are not like that, okay? The fingers are, and they're not flying around. Look, I'm playing here. I'm trying to look at the screen at the same time, so sorry if I'm looking down, but you can see how there is very little movement in my hand while I'm playing. So it, it's very much a economy of motion. It doesn't look as cool as if you're just flying around all over the place, but if you're going to be performing a movement, honestly, billions of times during your playing career, you better make damn sure this movement is optimum because if it's not, it's going to be wearing down on your muscles, your tendons and your ligaments a little, little bit, tiny little bit over billions of times, over days, weeks, months, years, decades. So, I wish someone had told me that I needed to keep my hands straight and move my, my fingers very little and they should not be flying about. And moving on to number three. Number three has to do with the position of the thumb. The thumb on the electric guitar, no matter the style you're playing, should be behind the neck, should not be on top of the neck. Is there exceptions? Yes, and I've mentioned it many times. The exception is whenever you're bending, uh, some, bending a note or you're using a technique that has bent note as a prerequisite. For example, vibrato. If you're playing vibrato, vibrato is a series of bent and releases. So you're going to use the bending technique. But for everything else, the thumb should be behind the neck. Again, let me illustrate. The left hand thumb should not be here, should not be here, see? It should be behind the fingers, like if you have, as if you're holding a tennis ball, okay? And this is your hand position, and this is how you play everything. The thumb moves with the rest of the fingers. It doesn't get stuck over here and then you try to play. So this is proper thumb technique, left hand thumb technique. And I really wish somebody had told me that during my first couple of years of guitar playing. Having said that, let's move to number four. Number four, number four has to do with the importance of theory. I wish somebody had just grabbed me when I was younger, just slapped me around a little bit and tell me you have to learn your theory. It doesn't mean that you have to be an amazing theoretical master knowing all the different ways to compose music and how to orchestrate for all different combinations of instruments, but you do need to get the basics down and get to understand your chords, your scales, your arpeggios, how they connect to each other, know the basics of the modal system, understand, you know, the basic building blocks of music. 
In most cases, the problem with theory is that people say, oh, I don't want to fall into any, uh, like play the same thing that everybody else plays. What, what really happens is if you don't know theory, you play the, the same thing that everybody else plays, but less, even less. So you have a much more limited vocabulary. It's basically like learning a language and saying, I don't want to learn words because then I'm going to sound like everybody else. No, you basically end up not knowing the language and trying to communicate with a very, very limited vocabulary. So I really wish when I was young, somebody had told me very strenuously that I need to learn to get my theory down. And finally, let's move to number five. Number five was not that difficult for me. I mean, I didn't know it the first year or so, but it uh, did dawn to me fairly quickly. And this is the methodology of how to practice meaning that there is a certain way that you practice something and that this follows the pattern. First, you memorize the phrase without metronome, without just the digital movement. Then you play it very slowly without a specific tempo. And then you start using the metronome to amp up the tempo. Now, this is a practicing methodology that I see several people, they don't know it. I don't know how it's almost possible. And even after 10 or 15 years of playing, they don't know how to learn a new thing in the most economical way, the most structured way and the best way to develop this. So I really wish somebody had told me that even when, even before I figured it out after two or three years of playing, it would have made a big difference during at least the first year. So there you have it, the top five things I wish I had learned during my first years of playing guitar. I hope this was a helpful list and I will see you on the next episode of Ask the Guitar Coach. Until then, keep sending me your questions and I will make sure to answer them in a future video. Bye bye.